0: This is Suno India Production. You can now listen to all our episodes on our Android and iPhone app. Download it now. Hi, this is Rakesh Kamal, host of Climate Emergency Podcast. And for this episode, I am here with Disha Ravi, a prominent voice from Fridays for Future India, an environmental awareness youth group. She talks about the expectations and aspirations of the youth as they are participating in the critical climate change negotiations at COP28 in Dubai. Disha shares her realistic insights into the role of young activists, the challenges they face and the impacts they hope to make on the global stage. Let's hear Disha speak. Hi, Disha. Thanks a lot for talking to me. Uh, I know we spoke in an earlier episode and I'm so glad that we're doing this in person this time in the COP. Um, You know, if you can tell to our listeners who you are, what you do, uh, then we can take it from there.
1: So, uh, my name is Tisha, Thank you for having me again. Uh, I'm a climate justice activist. I volunteer with Fridays for Future India. I'm very happy to be here.
0: So when you say climate justice activist, what do you mean? Like, what do you specifically look at?
1: Um, so for me, it's a lot of things uh, because I do activism work with my local group um, in Bangalore and also across Timatka because we work in different regions. And uh, we also focus on national policies in India. And I'm personally involved with a lot of international work as well. Um, this I, I do this at varying levels depending um, on what is... Uh, what other people are, aren't able to take up. So I like to think of myself as a part of a larger movement and I am a part of a larger movement. Mm-hmm. So if there is work being done on a segment that I'm not needed in, I'd rather not because <laughs> there is a lot to do in climate yeah. and it's really important that uh, as a movement we divide ourselves amongst different uh, issues that are happening.
0: So what are you doing here at the COP? Uh, you know, I know you're doing a lot of press, real press conferences, you're doing events. What are those about and what exactly are you trying to get here?
1: Uh, so for me personally, I have been tracking some negotiations. Uh, I, I have a special focus on the global goals on adaptation. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, which which isn't making a lot of progress at the moment, <laughs> unfortunately. Yes. Uh, but I've also been tracking loss and damage because it's been a huge thing uh, at this COP and at the previous corp. And We had some wins this time, which is very nice to see. Um, for me personally, uh, I'm also involved with a network called Angry. Mm-hmm. Um It is a alliance of uh, non-governmental radical youth. We're uh, launching to be a sub-constituency in the youth constituency. Um, I'm working there to essentially create the first youth-led uh, false solutions manifesto. Mm,
0: nice, that sounds interesting. This yeah. year I have been hearing a lot about uh, increased youth involvement in the negotiations. Yeah. Uh, can you maybe talk a little bit more how it is more compared to the earlier ones?
1: Um, I think there is uh, a lot more young people involved this time and every with each COP because we are realizing the importance of having um, to take up space at these mm-hmm. events and participate and engage in different capacities. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have like, been able to teach ourselves how to uh, track the language around negotiations, mm-hmm. how to understand them and what they mean for our countries back home and uh, for different communities back home. And that's one of the reasons we are we're here to put pressure on and hold governments and authorities accountable for what they are saying at these events.
0: Yeah, can you maybe describe a little bit about the atmosphere here? There's like so many young people, there's a lot of protests and, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, activities that are happening. Uh, Can you maybe talk a little bit about that?
1: Yes, um, the venue is huge.
0: (laughs) I know. It's so big. 14,000 steps a day is what my tracker says. I've done 20 at
1: this point. 20? Yeah, 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 because I get here quite early and I leave very late. Um, so, I haven't been getting a lot of sleep, <laughs> <very> <laughs> honestly. Um, so very realistically, I spent a lot uh, of my time walking around, yeah. like, trying to get to the places I'm supposed to be at. Yeah. Um, because So a lot of the times I'm not able to be in the negotiation rooms in person. Uh, because firstly, they're, sometimes they're quite small yeah. um, and they close very immediately. So unless you're at there before time and you're standing in queue. Uh, you can't get it, but it's fine because you can still track it online. Yeah. Not all of them, but um, quite a few of them. Um, so I have been able to do some of them online, some of them in person, very few in person. Uh, because again, I keep getting lost. I'm not very good. <laughs> I'm not very directionally challenged. Uh, but online I can find.
0: It, it, it is It is quite yeah. big. Yeah. Uh, I went to uh, the green zone the other day and it there's a whole new world here. <laughs> <laughs> like I have no idea that there's something else that's going yeah. on. I had a chance of uh, watching a movie. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, uh, bigger than us. Oh, yeah, movie. movie. Yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah, it was very nice.
1: At the extreme hangouts. Yes, yeah, yes, hey, yes, I was yes. there yesterday. I didn't see you. Well, you were
0: there at the movie. No, I was, like okay. I'm not in the movie, okay. but I was in the. No, extreme I was just hangout. there during oh. the movie. I met okay. Akash. Uh, Ah, okay. and yeah, yeah. I also interviewed him for another episode. Oh, nice! So uh, I was there and uh, it, was, it was so vibrant. Yeah. Place.
1: Yeah, I, I go to the Green Zone for food. I think the Green Zone has
0: better. Food. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> they do have
1: better food. Um, so I think for me personally, um, it's it's both a, pl- a pl- place of like where you're very tired, but also a place where I find a lot of hope, mainly from how civil society organizes. Um, one important learning I've had is international organizing is so different from mm. organizing back home. Mm. Um, it's, it's different, it's important, and back home it's also very important. Uh, and for me, what was important was to understand how to bridge the gap between mm. what we're doing back home and what is being done internationally. And uh, figuring out that process has taken me some time uh, because there aren't many of us in the space um, it's very hard. Um, it's very blu- brutal. Um, I think people think it's glamorous because you're in a different country. The venue is so huge and it's it's yeah, they've put a lot of money in it, so it looks beautiful. Yeah. Um, but personally, the truth behind these conferences is that I've hardly slept. I've like slept four hours um, a day because you it ends like the negotiations end um, yeah. so late into the night. Um, you're trying to attack them, trying to understand them, consulting other people to get what you like, understand what you don't understand, mm. um, understand what people back home think about it and all of that. The coordination and all of it takes time and a lot of energy. It's not glamorous at all. I, I don't even know what Dubai looks like. <laughs> I have not seen Dubai <laughs> at all uh, because straight from the hotel to the venue and back. So... Um, and that is the truth for a lot of these conferences. I like I've forgotten meals so many times. Sometimes the first meal I've had in a day is like at five p.m. Oh my
0: god!
1: <laughs> yeah. So and also because um, for me personally, I uh, like it's. I don't know many other. Indian actor is tracking negotiations. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like very alone too, and for me, like to do this with a team back home, it's very hard because you're also in different time zones. Yeah, so it can be very overwhelming. This cop, I feel way better prepared uh, because I was at the previous COP in Egypt, yeah, yeah. so I knew what to expect. I yeah. didn't, I couldn't imagine how big it would be, still be though, yeah, yeah, but I think it still prepared me a little better um, and it's gotten slightly better, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it will take some more time.
0: Yeah, it's crazy the amount of uh, documents that keep coming in yeah. you know, and the number of side events that are happening parallelly. Yeah. <laughs> so I was telling someone recently that, you know, Usually in India in conferences there are sometimes you know breakout rooms where you have like four yeah. events happening and you feel like you know therefore four how do you, you know you keep missing here you miss everything yeah <laughs> because in a day you don't have enough time to yeah. see everything I'm like yeah. uh, I was trying to find a room yesterday and uh, you know I I saw like twenty other events that were happening around that yeah. <laughs> before I could find the room. Yeah, same. where uh, the event i wanted to go was
1: yeah now i have kept like 15 minutes just for walking around the <laughs> venue so if i have to be at like a, a place by 6:30 I, I make sure to leave like at least 20 minutes before otherwise you're going to be late yeah i've been late <laughs> to so many of my morning things cuz i didn't anticipate the queues on the first few like days mm. and i was stuck in the queue for like 2, two hours sometimes <laughs> So
0: yeah. What are uh, some of the other uh, you know issues that you feel youth activists here who are are facing uh, at the COP?
1: I think just the accessibility to these spaces, and I think thirdly the glamorization of the space um, because it's so glamorized, it again becomes increasingly hard to get here, um, and there become there's like a question of why do youth activists have to come here, um, and it's really hard for Uh, young people to convince someone else that hey we know what's happening we've been studying we've been doing our homework and it's important for us to be present here so for them to be like yes you can be a part of our delegation we'll cover your flights food accommodation is quite hard Uh, firstly because it's so ridiculously expensive yeah Um, so the getting a badge uh, making sure someone has you as a part of their delegation is quite hard and then being here physically and trying to go through spaces that are so technical in nature and trying to understand different positions. And I I think for me what you're styling is also um, looking at some positions and you know they are not going to meet climate goals but also trying to then understand the nuances of why they're in that position especially for developing countries. Uh, That was very surprising for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think the inaccessibility of such places to young people yeah. I f- sometimes feels very deliberate yeah. uh, because they are not just doing it for young people, they are doing it for the larger citizens yeah. like there are so many technical words that yeah. you have to understand and yeah. then go back and figure out the context there are so many articles that yes. like date back years that You might not have heard of. Yeah, yeah. So um, these are things we've had to learn over time, and yeah, it has been very challenging.
0: Yeah, no, I was also thinking that uh, every year there also usually uh, is a buzzword (laughs) that keeps coming up, and you keep learning about it. Oh, okay, this is what you know, and you hear that every uh, like uh, you know. uh, I think last year uh it was net zero um or the year before and yeah. this year you have uh take, yeah. <laughs> you have global goal parade yeah and every
1: time they're like gstm
0: <laughs> GST. I know. Why do
1: we love acronyms <laughs> so much? I am like, even if I know the full form of word, I won't yeah. know the acronym. But yeah, say yeah. acronym, I'm like, oh my god, is this something
0: else I have to read about them? Yes. Yes. You suddenly realize, oh okay, that's it's, it's, it's not- the same thing, yeah, it's the same yeah, thing, like- but then there's a new yeah, new yeah acronym. That's
1: what I felt when I first heard GST and I'm like, we have GST back home.
0: <laughs> and then uh, you know uh, this there's not star, right? you yeah. know that's a word that's probably being used. 100 times every day, yeah. <laughs> so things like these, you know, it's it's interesting uh, to just observe and see. Yeah. things. And, uh, you know, I also wanted uh, to understand your perspective. Um, do you think that uh, enough efforts are being done to, you know, uh, take the climate emissions forward? Uh, this COP, did you feel that it was going ahead or, you know, is it still because you are tracking specifically uh, global goals on uh, adaptation? Uh, you know, it's been talked about for the last two years, and we are almost going to have a text, right? Uh, oh. It's going to be final, hopefully, hopefully, in a couple of days. <laughs> There's only one point I think that's uh, yeah being discussed.
1: I feel like uh, there is a lot of time just spent on ridiculous things that shouldn't be. Like um, I remember in the US. Uh, obviously, the, it's obviously the U.S. causing problems. The They—I don't remember which negotiation this was, but they had a problem with the word um, "urge." Uh, they were like, "We urge you," I think, to fill the loss and damage fund. I'm not sure. Yeah. They're like, "We urge you," we urge developed countries to, you know, uh, pledge money for the loss and damage fund. It, it, I think it was that, but I'm not sure. But they had a problem with the word uh, "urge." Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't we request. It wasn't we want you to commit. It was urge, yeah. and they spent precious time arguing about the word. Um, and this is time that we don't have. Yes, which 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 makes me feel a little disappointed in the whole process because I feel like we spend too much time agreeing on things that aren't a big deal, like the word urge in this yeah. scenario, um, and. Like, I'm not even sure if it was with the loss in but I remember yeah. just this word urge being used for something hmm. that was not as important.
0: No. Yeah, no, I'm not even surprised. And it makes me wonder a lot of times, one, you need to be really good with your English if you want to understand yeah. negotiations, two, a lot of people from Global South, especially people from Africa, whose you know main language is uh, like French. French.
1: Yeah, French, you know,
0: how do they, you know, track these, like yeah. understand these. I mean, I know they give like translations and everything, but, not but still. always. <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 I mean,
0: after the text is done. Yeah. Have, yeah.
1: And yeah, even it's just the same with a lot of Spanish speakers who yeah. are here from Latin America. Yeah. I honestly don't know. It's another accessibility issue. And yeah, even like I th- think a physical accessibility issue, I yeah. work with, like on my angry team that I mentioned, we have a lot of people who are immunocompromised and there mm-hmm. are no like safety precautions around COVID, yeah. like even the physical accessibility of things have not been great. Yeah. Um, like they have like a accessibility taxi. Yeah, mean, you know how many times I've tried to use that and they're just like, oh, sorry, this, this is reserved. For who?
0: Okay. <laughs> For who? <laughs> uh, um,
1: so I think accessibility is also a big thing and you know, it makes me wonder if, A lot of countries are just trying to delay climate action, which is very concerning. Because countries in the global south don't have the time. Like even in India, you know we're experiencing the climate crisis right now. We've had like the worst heat waves the country has ever experienced, the world has ever experienced. And it's the same in a lot of other countries. We're having the worst flooding. Um, In Pacific Islands, they're going to submerge in a few like decades. I think it was Tuvalu who made like a digital version of themselves because. um they're going to face the worst they've already faced the worst impacts and it's only going to get worse from now and it's not a place we want to be in
0: yeah even right now in in chennai you have floods yeah. going on yeah
1: we have floods in chennai going on yeah. when we are talking in ac rooms and it just feels so weird
0: yeah you know I mean, forget in chennai Dubai had its heat wave in September and then they had a flood in November and still we are talking about you know abatement or you know you want to phase out, you want to phase down. What yeah, do you sorry I'm
1: just like, what is
0: what is this? You <laughs> you you start learn, you know, understanding the meaning of some yeah. words. <laughs> which and then and then you realize
1: how important it is <laughs> yeah. because it changes the whole everything thing. completely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's it's wild.
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy. That's that's why I keep wondering, you know, when we talk about um youth involvement in understanding climate negotiations it feels like an english class okay Yeah, it <laughs> like, does. more than the understanding the science of climate climate negotiations more about understanding
1: the new words yes. they come up with to like to, it's, it's just it's such a dangerous distraction yeah and it's costing us time that we don't have. And that is very scary to yes. me.
0: That's what I feel like When whenever I uh, talk with a lot of, I mean, I've been talking with a lot of youngsters here at the COP, and uh, they come up with a lot of hope, right? They are yeah. seeing action on ground. Some of them are working on you know, uh, environmental issues on ground. And they come here with a lot of hope that uh, Okay, we will you know, be able to talk, we will be able to tell the world yes. leaders. But then there's this discussion on, like you said, the word urge or, you know, what kind of uh, language you use, that is where it gets stuck. How do you not get, uh, you know, how do you stay motivated uh, in, cont- <laughs> I mean, not just you, you are yeah. an inspiration for many. And, I hope so. Uh, you are, of course you are. <laughs> uh, and, you know, how do you inspire them to continue to track negotiations and feel that, What they are saying, their voices are important.
1: So I think for me, I was tracking negotiations even before my first COP. Mm. Um, I think I started from Glasgow. Um, I I wanted to come to Glasgow, but I wasn't allowed to. I didn't get my passport in time. Um, So for me, I think I had a reality check much sooner than a lot of other people and it really breaks my heart because i mean, i see a lot of like first time people who are coming to cop and they're just figuring out things and i used to be in that position and they're just going to have like this reality check where they realize that the space has been used like a huge pr event yeah. it's like it's like a concert for climate yeah um, where they all come and talk about how much they're doing and they spend millions to say that when when they could have put millions into climate action instead um, so it is very disappointing and I do prepare them for that so that uh, people who at least I'm working with who are coming know that it's not necessarily a place where all fairy tales come through. It's actually a place where fairy tales come to die. <laughs> um, so it's really important to be prepared for that and for me I find a lot of hope in um, civil society organizing. Mm. It's completely different from back home. and. Um, but it's also like equally powerful, and I had to understand how they do it, and like also try to, you know, transfer that knowledge to people who are coming and starting out. Um, and I find hope in that because we've pushed for a lot of things that are here today. Uh, like the loss and damage fund was created because of the strong civil society push it had for years. Yes, yes. Um, you know, Dr. Salim who passed away, yes. he was pushing. Who was one of the four front runners of pushing for the loss and, yes. for the creation of the fund. Yes. And it's so, it breaks my heart to see that he wasn't here I when know. it was created. Um, because I think he would have celebrated that. Yeah. And for me, it's, I derive hope from people like this because they've organized and they've showed us what
0: to do. Hmm. Anything else you want to add?
1: Um, oh, I think one thing that I have also read very thoroughly about the loss and damage fund. Mm. Um, US, I hope they are embarrassed, <laughs> I hope they are very embarrassed, 17.5 million for the fund is um, horrible, the fact that UAE, a developing country, pledged 100 million when they didn't have to um, goes to show like how global south countries are leading climate action yeah. when they don't have to, but yeah. countries that have historical emissions like the US are embarrassing themselves, which is very sad because they have contributed billions, hundreds of billions for war in other countries, but they can't pledge a few million for climate action. It goes to show their priority and it's very disappointing. And this is exactly why we need to be here to hold countries like the US to uh, do more because what they're doing is not enough. It's peanuts. It's it's apparently how much uh, a house in California costs, I found out today. Um, okay. <laughs> So they have more money than that.
0: Yeah, obviously.
1: Yeah, so they should be doing better. It's, 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 it's unacceptable.
0: Yeah. And what do you hope comes out of this cop?
1: <laughs> Everyone asks me this and I have, I have too many hopes and I'm being constantly heartbroken. Um, for me, I want an accountability process. Um, and I think the GST does that to some extent. Um, So I want to see more progress on that because we can have all the pledges, we can have all of this come together, um, but if there's no accountability mechanism, it falls through and we desperately need that.
0: Yeah, India is hoping to host the 2028 COP. India is hoping
1: to host the COP.
0: Yeah, when we'll have the next round of GST. Yeah. So let's hope that this one (laughs) goes well so that you know, we can continue to hold them accountable. Yeah, and I'm like,
1: where will we host it in Delhi?
0: I, I'm not I, in November in Delhi. <laughs> yeah, imagine,
1: imagine. I, but I hope it's in Delhi because then the world gets to see how bad the pollution is. Oh, come on. Yeah.
0: The, the Beijing Olympics, they cleaned it up, okay? Oh, they did. In, I mean, in Beijing Olympics, I think they did like, they shut off everything, uh, all the factories. Uh, oh, they I They shut didn't know off this Yeah, actually. they like made sure that the world didn't see the pro it, pollution that time. But I
1: think it'll be, it, it just goes to show how much work we need to do. Yeah, yeah. And how much global south countries are suffering. You know, like in Delhi, one in three people have lung diseases because yes. of air pollution. Yes. Like suddenly, I was in Delhi before I came to COP, mm. and suddenly everyone um, I know has air purifiers because mm. they're getting asthma or something yes. or the other. And it's it's becoming really serious. Yeah.
0: I, I don't know if I told you this. Uh, my daughter uh, yeah. we used to live in delhi before yeah uh, she almost developed asthma uh, oh God. she was on steroids every day yeah so uh, we had to you know move to hyderabad oh because uh, the doctor said that she will get asthma if you continue to live here so yeah. I mean, we had air purifiers at home yeah. you know you can yeah. carry them in car but then you, you know, don't
1: know how much it actually works it also
0: it. i don't think it does uh, yeah. but you know air purifier you remove the filter out of it like every 2 3 days you see, it's filled with dust oh. uh, compared to not just air purifiers, even air conditioners. Yeah. There's so much of, you know, pollution that you have in the filters. Yeah. Uh, in Hyderabad, I, ha- I mean, comparatively, hardly any. So touch wood, my daughter has been, you know, <laughs> like not been having any respiratory issues after moving yeah, to Hyderabad.
1: I hope, yeah, I hope it stays that way. Yeah, Yeah. yeah even when I travel to Delhi for one week, mm-hmm. uh, so I have a deviated septum. Um. So, oh, okay. so I can, have, <laughs> I, my nose gets blocked every evening, no yeah. matter where I am. Oh, but in Delhi, it's that throughout the day, because the air is so bad. Yeah. I, I'm just breathing through my mouth. And it feels like I get like a sore throat, my throat gets messed up. And I'm like, this is bad. Yeah. No one's supposed to live in these conditions. The AQI levels yeah. are. yeah. Way out of reach of what's recommended.
0: Uh, the year that we were there, uh, during Diwali, it was 999. Because the reading does not read beyond that. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, we have no idea how bad it was.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't. And it gets bad in winter, no? It yeah, gets worse. Yeah. yeah, I do not like the really winters.
0: Oh. Cool. Thanks a lot Thank for talking you. to me. It was a pleasure finally meeting you.
1: It was really nice to see you. I've met so many climate people here instead of India, it's very, it's it's super weird and ironic to
0: me. I know, I mean, I think it's also because we don't really have a climate event in India. Yeah,
1: and if we do, it's not like we are getting invited.
0: (laughs) Yes, they are being supported by big coal, but (laughs) we are not invited. That's why we are not invited. (laughs) Here we are. (laughs) Yeah.